You are listening to the FCF Leadership Podcast. This podcast has been created to help you connect and achieve your destiny as a leader. For more information, visit our website at fcf.org. Hey everybody, this is Cookie Brothers here today and I'm excited because I have Pastor Ernie Beers here with me in studio. Hello, Pastor. Hey, it's great to be here. Thank you. We're really excited because um, I had asked Ernie if he would come in and talk to us a little about our coaching ministry. You know, FCF's coaching ministry is fairly new to the organization in uh, proximity to how old the organization is. But um, it's I say this all the time, and anybody that's ever heard or listened to me, it's probably one of my most favorite things about our organization. And the reason is we have a core value of continuous improvement. We believe that every leader should always be on a path of improvement. And so if that's a core value as an organization, then of course we're going to offer something to our people that gives them the opportunity to improve. Absolutely. <laughs> and so coaching is one of the ways that we feel is a huge value in the continuous improvement culture. And so I wanted uh, Pastor Ernie to share with us because Pastor Ernie oversees our coaching ministry for us and he's the one that does all the development and training for all of our coaches and uh, helps them manage their coachees and um, everything that it takes to make this part of our ministry function. So I think the biggest thing I want to start off with is helping us understand what is coaching and why do we need it? Yeah, sure. That's a you know those are great questions, and uh, I would start by just taking us back a little bit, uh, giving a, a little historical perspective. It was actually back in the 1550s that uh, first, so like yeah, just shortly after you were born. Yes, I was just a yeah. toddler at the time actually, yeah. and uh, there was a uh, <laughs> there, there were a number of vehicles that were produced at that time. There were like carriages, a large type of carriage. And then in, in the 1600s, the, uh, the way that it was described was people were conveyed in a coach. Mm -hmm. So these carriages became known as coaches. It was then in the, in the uh, 1800s, about 1830, at Oxford University, it became slang. The term coach became slang uh, that uh, mentioned a tutor who would carry a student through an exam. So the idea of it of a carriage, of a coach, which carried people. Then in 1830, the idea that you'd have a tutor who would carry a student through an exam. And then it really was around the early 1860s that this term started being used as, uh, as a coach in the athletic sense. Fast forward, and of course there's a bit of history in between there, but fast forward to 1990. In the 1990s, coaching really began to take off and uh, coaching from the perspective of, of really more business coaching or performance coaching, uh, corporate, you know, the corporate sense and uh, has just really uh, blossomed and mushroomed and has become a, a wonderful vehicle that we see God using in, uh, in our Faith Christian Fellowship family uh, and beyond really. Mm -hmm. But it's, it's just been a tremendous vehicle. So you go back to this idea of a carriage and uh, called a coach, they called this thing a coach. And so originally the idea of a coach was it was a process used to transport people from where they are to where they wanna be. 
And really, Koki, uh, that's what coaching is all about. It's, it's a conveyance. It is. It, it's helping people get from where they are mm -hmm. to where they want to be. Yeah. And it's a vehicle that we see God use. The Holy Spirit is so actively involved in this. It's not a question of the coach telling uh, a coachee, you know, what to do, how to do it. Mm -hmm. um, what we like to say in terms of, uh, of coaching is that the coachee is the expert on the subject and the coachee is the one that manages the agenda. So it's, you know, if, if you were to be a coachee, it's, it's all about you. It's about your agenda, what you want to do, what you want to focus on. And the coach's responsibility is to manage the process. There's a process we follow that helps, uh, helps individuals uh, or even groups, but help individuals understand and discern what the Holy Spirit is speaking to them to mine that wisdom of the Spirit of God in them mm -hmm. for whatever the situation is mm -hmm. that they're dealing with and want to uh, improve or change or goals that they want to achieve, etc. Mm -hmm. So, you know, in essence, that's really that's really a part of what coaching is. It's helping people get from where they are to where they want to be. To where they want to be. And so when we implemented coaching into FCF, what was our goals at that time? What were our goals at the time? Yeah, we really wanted to uh, join with people, come alongside of them, and help them achieve the things that were on their hearts. You know, mm -hmm. FCF from the very beginning mm -hmm. was founded by God to help people fulfill the call that God had in their lives, yes. right? So coaching became a way that we could individually work with people to uh, assist them yeah. in achieving the, the goals that they had based on the calling that God's put in their life, things that they want to do, things that they know they had burning inside of them, mm -hmm. maybe dreams that the Spirit of God put in them, mm -hmm. um, and perhaps didn't know where to start. Or maybe they'd taken a few steps but didn't know where to go from there. Right. So it's a great way to help people you know, move from, from where they were mm -hmm. to where they really wanted to be. That's good. I was going to, it's something that just popped into my head. I, I remember several years ago, um, after uh, Martha Stewart was convicted, mm -hmm. and she did her time, and then she came out, and people were asking her, you know, if her life was going to change, or, you know, that type of thing, and, and so they did this day in the life kind of thing with her, and so to her different houses, the different things she did, the different things she was involved in, who her friends were, who stayed her friends through the process, that kind of thing. And, um, and so the interviewer said to her, you know, it seems like one of the common things you have in friendship with people is gardening. And he said, um, would you not be friends with someone who doesn't garden? And her answer was, I would never not not be friends. Mm -hmm. Not mm -hmm. not be friends. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so it was kind of a double negative of, of course all my sure. friends are going to have to garden because right. I garden kind of thing. And so that's what I think of when I think of coaching. I would never not not be coached. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I feel so strongly about coaching. And even though I don't feel like I'm the poster child for a coachee, somebody who has been coached, I still value it enough that I would never not be coached. I think as a leader, we have a responsibility to have that extra layer in our life that's always on edge, always keeping us 
are you looking at this? Are you considering this? Where are you on this? Is how, how high of a priority is this for you? What are you doing if it is a priority to keep it a priority? And those types of things are what keeps us sharp. And the Bible tells us that iron sharpens iron. And if we want to be iron, then we need to have iron in our lives. And I see coaching as an iron. Yeah, absolutely. And you bring up a really good point in terms of uh, one of the one of the values of coaching is that it presents a nice opportunity for accountability. Yeah. And one of the ways that in a safe way. Oh, absolutely, a completely safe environment. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, the person that you're accountable with, your coach. Mm-hmm is somebody who is your biggest cheerleader. Exactly. You know, they're somebody who's just cheering you on and wanting to do everything possible mm-hmm. to help. And, you know, accountability, sometimes people think of in terms of, um, you know, I have to report in or I have to, it's an, it's an obligatory type right. of thing. And then in the coaching environment, it's really not that way at all. Right. You're, in fact, you're not so much accountable to a coach as you are accountable with right. a coach. And in that context, your, your coach is there to support you. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not a question of, you know, did you do the things you said you were going to do and why not? And, you know, it's not like right. you've got to give some detailed report, right. but it's, it's totally supportive. Uh, yeah. That makes it that, you know, and that helps pave the road for success yes. for somebody. I heard that before, um, years ago, um, a minister that had gone through a challenging season in his life. And when he, um, went through a restoration process, um, the person that was his accountability partner said, I don't want you to think of me as an accountability person. I want you to think of me as an advocate. Hmm. Because he said, I find that more of a biblical word because for me, I'm like the Holy Spirit. I'm going to come alongside you and I'm going to encourage you and I'm going to help you to find the best you to overcome the areas that have been sources of weakness in your life. And so he was coming at it from a morality experience because of this minister's failures, um, who eventually overcame and is successful in ministry. But the whole point here is that's what a coach is. A coach is an advocate. That's right. Um, And I, I think that's an important thing to think of. If we can think of the accountability aspect, like you said, not accountable to, but accountable with. In other words, this person is your advocate. They believe in you, and they're doing everything they can to help you see the best in you and bring out the best in you as far as you're willing to take it. Yes. And not how far the coach wants you to go. Right. And I, I think that's huge. Absolutely. It reminds me of a, a definition I heard one time of coaching. It goes like this, that coaching is defined as a relationship of possibilities. Mm-hmm. Imagine a relationship where the total focus is you on what you want in your life. And my God, it's ideal. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I, was, uh, I was coaching someone one time and, and um, in the midst of a particular session, they, they sort of paused and they said, wow, I'm not used to talking about myself all the time mm. like this. And, you know, they said it in a refreshing way. Yes. It's like, wow, for once I got... Yeah, you know, I have somebody who can, who's really listening to what I'm having to say. Yeah. And and somebody's really concerned about where I am and what I want to achieve, and somebody's there to help me do it. Oh, um, I love that. Yeah, it's huge. It's huge. Yeah. Um, they go on to say here: imagine a relationship with someone who will absolutely tell you the truth. Mm-hmm. This coaching relationship is one of trust, 
confidentiality and what you mentioned earlier, Cookie, safety. Yeah. You know it's a safe place. Yeah. Absolutely. That's huge. Absolutely. Okay. So one of the things that you said before, I think, or maybe I just saw it in some of our notes here in our discussion, uh, was that coaching unlocks potential. Yes. I love that statement. Bring some clarity for that to that for us. Sure. Um, sometimes we get into a particular uh, mindset, and, and just parenthetically, I would say that you know we all have mindsets, sure. right? Um, and part of continuous improvement is to see those mindsets expand yes. and to grow and to um, have a mindset beyond what we're used to having. Mm-hmm. Um, so. So when we, when we talk about how coaching unlocks potential, one of the aspects of that is that it helps us develop a, a fresh mindset or it expands the mindset that we have. Mm-hmm. Uh, for example, let's say uh, you're uh, working with someone who says, uh, you know, I want to develop a new ministry. Uh, say, okay, that's great. We talk some more detail about it. Mm-hmm. Say, well, you know, what, what, what have you thought of in terms of uh, ways to develop that or get that going? And they mm-hmm. come up with one or two options. And it's not uncommon for all of us, you know, we, we think about a couple different ways or a couple different options to do things. Mm-hmm. And a good coach and listening to something like that, one of the things that can eventually happen is a coach will ask, well, what other options are out there? How else could you approach this? Mm-hmm. And what that does is it forces us to go beyond our normal confines of a mindset that we've had and to explore new possibilities. And yeah. with that is the idea that we're tapping into some potential that's there. Right. You know, we come up with something fresh, something new, and of course that's born by the Spirit of God. Right. And then we're able to uh, take that and let Him grow that within us. Mm-hmm. Uh, to go to, to uh, you know, I guess one way to put it is to experience new dimensions in our lives, spiritual dimensions as well as mm-hmm. things in the natural, to achieve things we've never achieved before. Here's something that I found early on when I first was exposed to a coaching culture um, with some of the people that I approached to help and get involved in it. There was an insecurity there about revealing too much of themselves to someone. Mm -hmm. What do you say to those people? I say, wow, that sounds like me. (laughs) Right? (laughs) When I was first uh, uh, approached about the possibility of being coached, um, I gotta be honest with you. That's one of the things that I thought about. Mm-hmm. Um, I would be co- my coach would be someone I didn't know, and you know I, I tend to be a little more on the private side. So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm asking myself, you know, Ernie, do you want to, you know, gee, how much do you want to reveal or share? Well, it it didn't take long into the coaching sessions, you know, two or three sessions along, where I discovered that it really is a safe place. This mm-hmm. is somebody who absolutely is is cheering me on, wants to see the very best for me right. without telling me how to do it or how to get there. So um, it was really cookie through, I would have, for me, I would have to say it was through experience okay. that I came to that place of really being willing to op- totally open up. Were you cautious at first of how much you opened up? I was. I was a little guarded. Uh-huh. Um, you know, and... and I think that's just kind of part of my nature in terms right. of, well, let me get but to know think, you a little bit. I think that's anybody. I think all of us are kind of on guard to, you know, be that vulnerable. Yes. With especially someone we really don't know. Right. You know, and and it's hard to just really expose the soft underbelly of 
your life. And in, in some cases, like in, in the situation I mentioned, and, and we see this in, in FCF coaching as well, is you, you may be joined with a coach you don't know mm-hmm. or you don't know very well. Right. And the key to coaching is the relationship. Yes. It, it, I mean, it's the relationship between the coach and the coaching. Right. Um, and so it can take a little bit of time to, to get to really mesh, right? To right. really get to know each other and feel totally comfortable okay. and that kind of thing. So, you know, there's an understanding that within the context of the coaching relationship, especially with someone you may not know or don't know very well at all, it can take a little bit of time to really ease into that. Mm-hmm. So here's one of my questions then. And this is maybe the pragmatic cookie talking here. Mm-hmm. And that is, if I know I've only got a year that I've signed up for one year of coaching, and budget-wise, that's all I can do, mm-hmm. is I can commit to one year. How much of that time do I want to waste with my insecurities? Right. Um, so for me, it's going to be like, am I going to sit on this and try to feel comfortable, or am I going to own this and get the most that I can out of this one-year season? So... That's just the pragmatic process. No, I, th- I think that once people, I think that once someone gets to that place, mm-hmm. you know, and hopefully it's sooner rather than later. Absolutely. Right? But once somebody gets to that place, they, they begin to see and experience yeah. changes in their life. They begin to experience the, the benefits of being in a coaching relationship. Yeah. And then that just opens the door even more. So Love it. Yeah. Okay, where else do we want to go? Well, I thought it might be helpful to just take a few minutes and uh, reflect on some of the ways that we've seen people helped okay. through FCF's coaching ministry. Love that. And um, boy, I just, I wish, you know, I'm, I see, you know, a number of faces before me right now. I wish those people could be here right now and just share in person because we really do have some amazing stories. Oh, we do. We have some what you might call more dramatic stories. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have some uh, some less dramatic but still powerful stories mm-hmm. of how people's lives have really been changed through yeah. coaching. And and honestly, for me, I mean, as sort of a starting point, I mean, the reason the reason I'm doing what I'm doing in coaching now is because of life change for me through coaching. Right. You know, as I was coached, I, I was in a two year uh, initially. I was in a two year uh, coaching relationship with my coach. And it, it changed me. I mean, it just changed me from the inside out. I, so what I, did you I see were the first ex- real changes that you experienced through your coaching? Kit? Or is it anything you could share? Yeah, sure. Um, I guess for me, one of the one of the initial things that I experienced, and I will say that that we see this with a lot of folks. One of the first things for me was just a greater intentionality in my life. Mm-hmm. And so when I became more intentional about how I was spending my time, mm-hmm. where, I was in, where I was investing myself mm-hmm. during each week, um, with whom I was investing yeah. myself, um, being more aware of, i.e. intentional, about uh, acknowledging, hey, I, I need to grow personally. What am I doing mm-hmm. to, to grow personally? What, what am I actually doing? Uh, uh, you know, I was experiencing growth, but I wasn't in, as intentional about it. Mm-hmm. Right? So when I became more intentional about a number of things, I began to experience greater growth. That's where, that's where whatever confines, whatever boundaries I'd had before that I was living in mm-hmm. became expanded. Love that. So as a result of that then, sort of a cause effect perhaps, 
um, as, as I became more intentional about those things, I began to experience more balance in my life. Mm. So uh, I think there really is a connection between those two things. Mm-hmm. That is, as you become intentional about what you're doing and the time you're spending doing that, as you define what your priorities are mm-hmm. and you invest yourself in those, mm-hmm. then it's not uncommon to see people experience more balance in their lives. Mm-hmm. And one area we find, especially for, for ministers, uh, is in the area of self-care mm-hmm. and replenishment. Right. Uh, we're so used to helping other people and giving to others mm-hmm. and praying for them and ministering to them. Mm-hmm. It's, we're, we tend to be so other-focused yeah. that sometimes we need to give ourselves permission to just focus on ourselves. Exactly. And just do some fun stuff sometimes. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be real spiritual. You know, sometimes we, you know, I've, I've come across folks who, uh, ministers who feel like unless they're doing something that they would define as spiritual, right. that it's not really that beneficial when in fact, um, you know, everything's spiritual. Yeah. God's involved in every aspect Amen. of our lives. You know, just as a quick aside, you know, when you look at the ministry of Jesus, he conducted a lot of kingdom business over meals, mm-hmm. just sitting down with people. Mm-hmm. You know, sure he would go and he would teach, and and you know, we, we see plenty of examples of that healing right. and teaching and so forth. But I'll tell you, there's a lot of kingdom business that was done just by sitting down with people. Yeah. We might not look at that outwardly and say, "Well, that's really spiritual." But I'll tell you what, the spirit of God was doing some mighty work. Amen. That's really good because I feel like this comes along with our, um, you know, heart of relationships. Yes. You know, I can't just say that it's part of our vision. It's just part of our heart, part of the DNA of FCF. It's who we are. It is, is relationships. And so a coaching relationship is included in that. Yes. And it is part of our growth. You know, um, you made a statement here that I really liked. <clears throat> Coaching is not reactive, looking back, yes. but it's proactive, looking ahead. It's not about healing, it's about growing. Yes. Those are huge statements to make because so much of us, and I love this other statement you put here, it uh, focuses less on overcoming weaknesses and more on building skills and strengths. Right. And that goes back to advocacy, you know, Indeed. because that's what an advocate does. It doesn't shame you. It doesn't put you in a place where you're looking at all your failures and your weaknesses. It's looking at where are your strengths and how are you growing them? And that's the same, that's the same thing when it comes to coaching. And I love that. So one of the things that I feel like coaching does is it even helps you um, focus on attainable goals. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of times, I think as leaders, we can get so bogged down in the day to day and the management of whatever we're overseeing that we often forget to prioritize, uh, and and then the. T- the tyranny of the urgent, you know, exactly. urgency takes over yes. and then things that you really wanted to accomplish get put on the wayside. And so coaching helps you really learn how to attain goals. Yeah. You know, we've, uh, in a previous podcast, I think from last year, we talked about how God is a planner. 
You know, God doesn't do things haphazardly. He doesn't exactly. do things off the cuff. He doesn't do things reactively. Mm-hmm. He's proactive. He's a planner. Mm-hmm. You know, we talk about the plan of redemption. Mm-hmm. And that was mapped out, you know, a long time ago. That's right. right. So, <laughs> Even so, before you were born. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Even before those carriages appeared. Exactly. <laughs> but uh, when we, you know, we consider that, we look at our own lives. Mm-hmm. Um, planning is huge. Um Thinking ahead, what does God want? And see, God, God's preparing us for the future. You know, certainly we live for now, we live in the present, but God's preparing us for the future. And I think that, that coaching uh, is a tool that God can use to help us mm-hmm. be better positioned for the future God has for us Amen. and be better prepared to walk into it. Yeah, I agree. So if we're going to close this, where, where do you want to take this down to? Or is there something I'm over overlooking that you really feel no I would just I would just say that in the few years that we have uh, both begun and then established Mm -hmm. our FCF coaching ministry that time and time again we hear people's stories Mm -hmm. about how it has positively impacted their lives yes how it has changed things Uh, and I, I just think it's a tremendous resource that's available to people. Um, we, we would want nothing more, we would like nothing more than to work with folks and just help them realize the things that God's put in their hearts mm-hmm. to walk alongside of them. Uh, one of the, one of the uh, definitions of, a, of coaching has to do with it being a, it's a co-equal relationship. Mm-hmm. Unlike a counselor or a mentor, it's not someone over you. It's somebody who's just walking alongside you. And somebody there to listen, someone there to ask the kinds of questions that sometimes we don't even think to ask ourselves. Mm-hmm. Well, that's good. Uh, and it brings about change, brings about growth, helps us maximize the potential that's in us. It allows us to realize those some of those dreams that mm-hmm. God's put in us. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's tragic to be a be a, a man or a woman of God and have dreams that God's put in your heart and 12 months from now to be able to say that there's been no progress made. Yeah. And sometimes, you know, for, sometimes for very good reasons, you know, don't know how to start, what's the first step, you know. But to have somebody there to work with you, just work alongside you, ask them the kind of questions you need to probe into that and then take the actions you need to move forward, that's awesome. Yeah, I love that. One thing I, I uh, mentioned earlier uh, to you uh, before the session started has to do with how coaching can help people get unstuck. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we just get stuck. We just, you know, we don't know where to go, what to do, what's the next step. And it's not like we're lost. Right. We've just reached a place of impasse. Right. And it's easy in those times to just whatever it is you're, you're facing or dealing with or want to achieve and you're not making progress, it's easy to just want to put that on the shelf. Sure. And, and don't you feel mm-hmm. like the more experienced you are in ministry, the more time under your belt, uh, the easier it is to accept things and stay there? Yeah, we get into patterns, don't we? Mm-hmm. You know, we get into certain mindsets, certain mm-hmm. patterns, mm-hmm. certain ways of doing things. I'm still breaking some. <laughs> well, we all are, right? Mm-hmm. They're familiar to us. We like them. Hey, if it's not if it's not broken, you know, let's right. not fix it. Uh, 
and and sometimes that prevents us mm -hmm. from asking the kinds of questions such as is there a better way to do this can I do it differently and reap better results how can I be more productive in this endeavor you know it's asking those kinds of things mm -hmm. that allow us to move out of what's so familiar what's so uh, so patterned in our lives to move into a new pattern, to mm -hmm. move to a new place, mm -hmm. establish a new, more effective, more far-reaching pattern, mm -hmm. maybe than what we had before. So let me ask you this, as a coach, when you can see that maybe the person that you're coaching has limited capacity for change, mm -hmm. um, how difficult is it to because you don't want to force somebody to be something they're not, or that they're not willing to be. Right. What, what's that balance look like? Yeah, well, I think it comes down to one primary thing, and that is an understanding that we can't change people. Right. Right? Um, and what sort of correlates with that from a coaching perspective is that as a coach, although I may have ideas, and gee, I thought up three solutions on how you can deal with this, um, they may not work for you. Mm -hmm. They may not be what God wants for you. Right. Who am I to presume right. that a solution I thought of is what you're supposed to do? So Because I'm probably right. I don't know. It's <laughs> well, just a thought. That's, that's, <laughs> that's probably not a good coaching concept there. So. Highly probable. <laughs> so, you know, I start out with the understanding I can't change people. Right. And I don't have their solutions. Um, but someone who's, like you outlined, you know, might be adverse to change and so forth. Um, one, one thing that can be helpful is to help, is to assist them in connecting with the Lord, right? Mm -hmm. who, who is, he is the change agent, right? yes. the Spirit of God. So things like uh, journaling in prayer, mm -hmm. you know, asking thought-provoking, you know, spirit-provoking questions mm -hmm. that that person can take to the Lord in prayer and journal about that. Mm -hmm. Sometimes can result in opening up some new dimensions for them. Some new it opens up a, a, a panoramic vista maybe that they haven't mm -hmm. seen before, and allows them to explore some things. Uh, lets them put their toe in the water a little bit, yeah, you know, yeah. explore a little bit, um, and be more willing and open to change. Mm -hmm. So that's one one possible. Way I like that. I like that a lot. I just know that there's you know probably people out there that are like. I'm afraid of change. I'm mm -hmm. afraid of that type of thing. And to understand that a coach isn't going to come in and light a stick of dynamite in your no life, way, right. that's not the whole purpose behind it. It's to help you discover yes. what you have the capacity for. And I think a lot of times we surprise ourselves. Oh, absolutely. absolutely. You know, just being under the coaching environment, you, didn't, you don't even realize you have a sense of what you think your capacity is. And then you get into it and you find out there was a lot more there than you realized and you go a lot further. But it takes that openness and that heart of, I'm going to embrace this for it to have any kind of effect. And what a confidence builder, right? Right. And then you start to open that up a little bit, take a little step and wow, right. you see a victory, you see uh, progress, you see a win. It's like, wow, you can build on that. Exactly. That's, it's a great confidence builder. Well, Ernie, I really appreciate you taking the time to be with us coming all the way in just for this recording. Oh, it's my privilege. <laughs> I enjoy being here. Thank you. Uh, we're really grateful. Your role in this organization is no small thing. Um, everybody knows I count Ernie as a strong voice in my life 
in leadership and how we uh, do ministry through this organization and um, and just the fine example you have set for us. I just want to say thank you. Thank you. And um, just encourage everybody after you listen to this, contact Ernie. Yeah, F, we know one of the ways to do that mm -hmm. is coach at fcf.org. That's mm -hmm. a great way if you're interested in coaching, want some more information. Okay. Or certainly you can contact me personally as well. Sure. I just really want anybody not to be afraid of this, but to really understand the value of it and be willing to make the investment in yourself because that's what you're doing. You're saying, I want to be the best version of me as a leader moving forward because it's only going to help you impact more and more people. And so that's what we're about. Amen. You have been listening to the FCF Leadership Podcast, where our focus is to help you achieve your destiny as a leader. Thank you for joining us today. For more information, visit our website at fcf.org.